speeds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the longest sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org or you can call us at 618-383-2107. That's my partner Fred Mooney. All right, and thy words shall be a witness unto you today. So buckle up, relax, and hold on tight because here we go. Church on the Road, right here on your favorite radio station. From two crumb stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Hey, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, and we got a great program for you today. I got my partner with me. Hi, I'm Fred Mooney, and I'm excited to be here. Hey, Fred, we got an exciting day today. We've got two beautiful gals from Texas riding along with us and all of our listeners out there on that old Lonesome Road. We got Tammy Perney. Say hello, Tammy. Hey, how are you guys doing today? And Ava Kasich. Hello, how y'all doing? <laughs> now, doesn't them gals sound like they're from Texas? <laughs> All I can say is God bless Texas. God Ooh, bless yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's All hot right. there right now. Ava, uh, tell, uh, tell our listeners where you're from and, and kind of what you're doing uh, out there in the gospel music field. Well, I live in Whitesboro, Texas. Most people don't know where that is, so it's just right up next to the Oklahoma line. North Central Texas. All right. It's about 60 miles north of Dallas. And uh, I'm full-time ministry. I travel as many places as I can go or as many people that call me. I will go and um, give my testimony, sing my songs, and try to win souls for the Lord. Amen. That's Amen. what I do. Well, that's what you're doing here in Illinois this, this week. We're sitting in the studio right now. Of course, we're in the cab with our listeners out there. We're driving down the road. We've run all over the country <laughs> Yes. <laughs> on the radio. Church on the road is what we do. That's we bring wonderful. the church to the drivers out there on the road. So you've been singing since uh, when? Since I was three years old, actually. Three years old. Do you remember the first song you ever sang? I sure do. <laughs> I'd like to kneel down. And talk it all over with him. Wow. It was it was kind of funny. I mean, I look back now and I thought, how silly that was. But people absolutely loved it. I was three. Yeah. And when I got to the course on where I'd like to kneel down, I would kneel down on the altar and raise my hands, Mama said. Oh, and boy. I can remember raising my hands. Yeah. And I would sing that song and the people... Them, them little old saints would sit there and just cry when I'd do that. But, I mean, it's just what I felt. Yeah. It's what I felt to do at that time. Yeah. I mean, nobody told me to do it. Amen. And I thought that was pretty cool. Now that I look back on it, it was God using me. It was. And uh, I absolutely loved it. 
I did. So you were raised in a Christian environment then? Absolutely. Um, I kind of have that drug habit, you know. I was drugged <laughs> to church every time the doors was open. <laughs> I know what you mean. I had the same habit. And the worst thing, my dad was a janitor, and he opened the doors. Yes. <laughs> and closed them. <laughs> First one to get there and the last one to leave. Well, actually, the little old churches that I grew up in, you know, and they, they, were, they were small, hardwood floors, hard seats, <laughs> <laughs> no air conditioning in some of them. You know, that's tough. And uh, especially I grew in up Texas. In, yes. <laughs> and that's what I grew up singing in. And we didn't have sound systems back then. You yeah. know, so we had mother and I and my stepfather did the music in the church. We were what they call now the worship leaders. There you go. You know, which we didn't know what that was back then. We just got up there and started the church, started the service. But mama always played a guitar. And uh, my stepdad played a guitar, and I banged around a little bit on the piano, you know, wow. at a very early age. Yeah. And uh, we had to learn to sing above all the instruments, above all the shouting that went on in the church, <laughs> you know, and all the noise. So that's my excuse for having such a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I envy you guys that. Hat that grew up in a in a godly home, um, I especially Ava because you you know a lot of the old hymns mm -hmm. and even you know even not even the hymns even just the old songs that were sung in church and yes. and uh, yeah I mean the the words are just engraved in your heart and uh, I I admire that you know and it almost brings tears to my eyes just to you know be. Um, to be a part of of God's ministry alongside with Ava. So. Amen, amen. So, Ava, how many uh, CDs have you uh, got out right now? I know, I know you've got several. Uh, uh, five, I believe, okay. right now. All right. I'm getting ready to do a new one. Well, let's, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but okay. tell people how to order your music uh, before we go much farther. Okay, you can go to my website. It's avalkasichministries.org. Uh, all of my information's on there. Uh, you can purchase from that website. Yeah. Uh, it's got it's got a way where you can just pay for it and, and, and it'll be shipped to you. Yeah, I have some. I have, think I have one or two songs right now that they've put out on uh, CD Baby, iTunes, and uh, just about anywhere you can purchase a song online. They've put. Yeah. I know they've put the River Runs Red out on it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a song of the year. What year was that song of the year? That was 2018. Yeah, okay. I think yes. that's when I first met you. Mm -hmm. When you first came down to the ICGMA yes. and sang that song. Yes. And I told you that day, that's a number one song. You did. You did. <laughs> I never dreamed I would have. And, you know, that really is not why I do what I do. Right. I think that's some of God's little blessings that he gives us for being obedient Amen. and for doing what we're called to do. And it's great to have a number one. It's great to win awards and all of that. Yeah. But what really blesses me is when you see that person walk down the aisle. There you go. You know, and give their heart to Jesus. And that's, that's what I'm in it for. Mm -hmm. I'm not in it for all the other. I mean, I appreciate it, and I love everything that, you know, I receive. But that's not why I do what I do. All about Jesus. It's all about Him. Amen. Every bit of it. Amen. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the church services that you've been in, and and some of the people that you've seen walk down that aisle oh, and mercy. give their heart to the Lord. Does anything come in come to your mind right off the bat? There was. Uh, I was up in. Uh, I think it was in Ohio, and there was a young girl came through the back door, and this this was kind of a. I, I really don't think it was a totally Pentecostal church, you know, yeah. but it was probably like a non-denomination. And uh, when she walked in, she had tattoos all over her arms, you know, and she had some little skimpy clothes on. But I knew when she walked in that there was something really wrong. And she sat down on the back row. And I couldn't take my mind or my eyes off of her, you know, while I was singing and while I was 
witnessing to people, you know. And at the end of the service, I I always end the service giving people a chance to give their heart to Jesus. Amen. I don't want to do nothing if I can't do that. And so while I was doing that, the young lady started walking up the aisle. And I watched some of those saints in the church, mm-hmm. how they were looking at her as she was coming up the aisle. You know, I mean, they were looking at her from her head to her feet like, what in the world are you doing in here? And that crushed me. Yeah. It did. But I've been in so many churches throughout my lifetime, I knew what was about to happen. I knew that those same little saints were going to be some of the first ones to walk up to pray with this young lady. And I don't do this very often. And I have been back to that church because I love those people. You know, they've had me back. But they started to stand up. And God just laid it on my heart. And I said, I want to ask you all to do me a favor. I said, if you cannot believe that this young lady can have what she needs from God, please don't come up here. We need faith-believing people to pray for this girl. Amen. They just sat right back down. Wow. And I thought, thank you, God, for giving me the boldness to say what I said. Because otherwise, that girl would not have gotten saved. Wow. Wow. You know, because doubt will kill the spirit in a heartbeat. It will. Unbelief and doubt, criticism, Mm -hmm. you know. And I saw it. I saw it when the girl started up. And that one has stuck with me more than anything else. And it's like how many want to come to church and want to give their heart to Jesus but they're afraid that people are going to make fun of them. Yeah. You know, or they're it, not going to like it. Right. Any kind of negative, you know, thoughts, any kind of negativism is going to negativity, you know, mm-hmm. will cause. Um, It'll kill the spirit. It sure will. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But that girl got saved that day. Amen. You know, and it's just like Jesus said. He didn't look at the outward appearance. He looked at the heart. And that's what we're supposed to do. Amen. We're going we're to put on a song. Okay. And uh, do you remember what song you were singing when that, that young lady started coming forward? It was the Four Days Late. Four Days Late. It was at oh. my altar service. All right. Well, what CD do you have that on? It's on the Singing for Him. Singing for Him. And you've, they can order that yes, CD from your website. Yes, they can. Or how about a phone number? Can they call you? Uh, yes, it's on the website, but okay. it's 870-704-9167. All right. Well, let's put that song on, and then we're going to talk about uh, some of your other things that you're doing okay. across the country. Okay. All right. Here's uh, Ava Kasich with Four Days Late. The news came to Jesus. Please. Come fast Lazarus is sick Without your help He will not last Mary and Martha Watch their brother die They waited for Jesus He did not come And they wondered why Death watch was over, buried for days. And somebody said, he'll soon be here, the Lord's on his way. Martha ran to him, and then she cried, Lord, if you had been here, you could have healed him he'd still be alive you're four days late and all hope is gone lord we don't understand why you waited 
days late He's still on time Jesus said, Martha Show me the grave But she said, Lord You don't understand He's been there for days The gravestone was rolled back Then Jesus cried, Lazarus, come forth. Somebody said, he's alive, he's alive. You may be fighting a battle with fear. You've cried to the Lord. But he has not appeared Friend, don't be discouraged Cause he's still the same He'll soon be here He'll roll back the stone And he'll call out your name He's four days late And all hope is gone Four days late. Fred, you ever heard that song before? No, I'm afraid I haven't, but uh, I've got to say it's a catchy title. <laughs> Who wrote that song? Aaron eh? Wilburn. Aaron Wilburn. I got to meet him at the ICGMA uh, last time I was down there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what you might have been the year I met you. I'm not sure. Was he there the year you was yes, there? Yep. Yes. That's when I got to meet him. Yes. And uh, what a guy he was. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he was a great comedian. Yes. Awesome comedian. But And I asked him one time whenever that song came out, I said, my stars, Aaron, how did something like that come out of somebody like you? <laughs> you know? And he just giggled and he said, let me tell you how that happened. And so he told me the story of writing that song. He was going through a hard time. Yeah. And he, was, he said it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And he came, got out of bed and came in and sat down in the in the couch in the living room, and he said he just started pouring his heart out to God. And then God laid the scripture about Lazarus on him, uh-huh. you know. And, and that's what I tell people, you know, right before I sing it. I said, if he can walk up to a tomb and call out a man that's been laying there for four days, dead and probably smelling, mm-hmm. you know, and bring him back to life, your problem ain't nothing for God. There you go. You know, and it's not. And that lady, she heard that, and she, she received that into her heart yes. and came forward and gave her life to Christ. There's he's not always there at the time you want him there, but he's always on time. Always on time. Amen. He is. All right. Well, we do have an on-time God, and he has you gals up here in Illinois. But yeah. uh, tell us how you and uh, Tammy got together and, and what you gals have been doing since uh, God put you together. Okay. I met Tammy at the National Quartet Convention in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, she was touring at that time with another young lady, and their group was called Amazed. But Tammy was on the road. I joined the church that Tammy attended and was a member of she didn't know that i did <laughs> and i didn't know that she did was there but i told the church that i was going to the national quartet convention that next weekend and they said well we're going to get a hold of tammy and have her look you up and i said okay so that's what happened they yeah. got in touch with her and we had did. her find my booth and when she did i mean we just 
we just became good friends right off the bat and um, went to church together for mm-hmm. what seven eight years longer? um no it was it was probably around that time we we were pretty um involved in the church yeah. when you and I met and we right. continued to go for more years after that but but then things uh-huh. things happened just like it does in everybody's life Amen. you know um and Tammy um I left the church she did she uh-huh. left the church uh because of a problem that she had no control over and uh at that time we were really good friends. Mm-hmm. It was a it was, uh, it was a troubled marriage. Yeah. And um, but you know our friendship, um, you know how it happens in life. But you know just because apart. just because you go through something like that, and this this is something I've never been able to understand. When a couple goes through a divorce, and you've got friends, both of you have made friends through the marriage. I don't understand why they have to choose a side to be friends with you. I just don't get that. It's like if you were my friend, then you're my friend. Yeah. But I I just, I had such a burden for Tammy, and I didn't understand it. And God wouldn't let me let her go. I mean, every day nearly I would think about her and, and wonder what she was doing and where she was. And occasionally I would run into her like at Walmart or at the grocery store or somewhere, you know, and we were friends, but not one time did I hound her about not coming to church because that wasn't what I wanted her to see. I wanted her to see that I still loved her, and I was still her friend, and I always would be. But I was needing a hairdresser one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of funny, again. y'all. You're using me again. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but I, I needed... I needed a, a new hairdresser, and I remembered that Tammy was the hairdresser in Sherman. And so I called her, and I got her voicemail. <laughs> so I left her a message, and a day or two went by, and I didn't hear anything back. So I called again. True story. And left her a message. Because her message said, if you are calling about a hair appointment, I will get back with you. Well, I didn't say it quite that way. Well, that's the way I read it. (laughs) (laughs) The way you heard it. And so I thought, well, I'll just send her a text. So I sent her a text. Didn't hear back on that either. And I thought, boy, she must have thrown her phone away. So she made a little boo-boo and put a post out on Facebook. Yeah. And was advertising some jewelry that she sells. And I thought, aha, I'm going to leave a little comment here. (laughs) So I did. And this was a comment. Girl, and I spelled it G-U-R-L. I said, girl, I have called you twice, left two voicemails, text you twice. I need my hair did. (laughs) It is true. And I could, knowing her and her personality, I actually read those words that way. And so it took two, uh, and no joke, less than two minutes, I called her back. I called her. You had to. Well, of course I had to. I didn't want you to embarrass me and the whole public on Facebook. That was the whole idea. So, (laughs) anyway, anyway, but you got your hair done, right? I did get my hair did. You got it did. So she called me back and made an appointment, and I went in and... Of course, we were just chit-chatting like we always did, you know, back when we went to church together. And you asked me, you asked me, you said, are you, you are no, still singing? No, I, I said, you're, it looks like your singing's going well and yeah. stuff. And you said, yeah. And, um, and you, somehow you asked me why our group Amazed wasn't singing anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, or uh, maybe you said, "Are you singing anymore?" Or what happened? Yeah, I asked if you were still singing. Something like that, and you know, then I told you about how God took my voice, and you know, for the year and all that, Mm -hmm. and then He gave it back, and I made a deal with Him. You know how we all make those deals, Mm -hmm. you know? Made a deal with God, and I said, "Yeah, I did." (laughs) And I know we're not supposed to make a deal with God, but I did. I said, "If you'll just do this for me, God," I prayed for it. 
for that one one way connection that one way I could speak to him spirit you know my spirit was with him um, when I sang mm -hmm. and I asked him if he would give my voice back he did and I that's when I ran into Ava about six months after he had given it back so I was still not singing for God and I uh, wasn't and regularly in a church or mm. anything mm -hmm. like that, you know, being spiritually fed, you know, and so hungry for it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have, you know, how touring and stuff, we, we, we hear church. I mean, we're constantly in church, church on the road. Look at us. <laughs> there you, go. you know, I never get tired of it. Mm. I just never get tired of it because we give so much of us when we sing. And it's so nice to get that all back inside, mm. you know, so that we can go spread the word and spread the fun, the fun that we do. Because I'll tell you, we do have fun. she was not singing for God like I, she said she would. Well, girl, I knew you were going to bring all that up. Well, I, I have <laughs> yeah. to tell it. The cool, that's it's the cool part the about it. Yes. God yeah. sent Ava in so there. God sent Ava to... Remind you of that to actually, he, yeah, gently remind me. Uh -huh. No, he didn't gently remind me because he sent Ava. So what Ava does, she comes in. This is my version of Ava. She comes in. She sits in my chair. She needs her hair done, so I'm doing it, and then she's got to go call me out and remind me in a sweet way that. I wasn't actually doing what I promised God I'd do. Well, I asked you if you were, you said mm -hmm. that you told God that you would sing if he'd give you your voice back. And I, You're right. And so I just whirled around in my chair. I didn't even know what I was doing. God did it. You didn't whirl, you whipped. I whipped around in my chair and I said, but you ain't. I said, well, I, you know, it, it just, I wish y'all could have heard it. Because it was like it just flowed out of her it mouth. It was God. Uh -huh. And she didn't, it was like a roaring Russian. Like a roaring God. lion. And what it you was. know it was. It was. <laughs> a but, rushing wind, the Holy you know, Spirit. Rushing exactly mighty wind. Right. And instantly I was convicted. Yeah, you and were. you know, I do, but I didn't know what to say. I was like, and I know. That's exactly I know. What she said. That's what I said. I know. Don't and so you don't I have told to tell her, me. I know. I said, Tammy, if you are serious about this and yeah. you really want to do this and you really want to get back out and do this, what this calling, yeah. I said, I'll help you any way I can. And I meant that. Amen. Uh, I said, I'll help you any way I can. I will take you everywhere I go, every place I get booked. I remember you saying. Go get your book. That's what I told go her. I said, book. go get your book. Yeah. So she went and got her book, and I handed her my schedule, and she wrote down every place that I was going to be. And after and, each date, I was like, Ava, this is crazy. <laughs> oh, she did. my goodness. She did. Are we, I can't believe I'm really doing this, yeah. you know, because I knew in my mind when God, when God sent Ava God had a divine, right. and and girls, I just want you to know because I know there are you know girls listening to this. There but are. I will tell you, if there's a girl out there, she thinks she's going to get her hair done, but it may be a God appointment. That's right. Because God sent her. She thought it was something completely different, and mm -hmm. so did I. But God turned it into something, and it has been. It has been fun ever since. Oh, my stars. We have a lot of fun when we go up and down the road. Mm -hmm. We do. but I, I love it when God sends somebody to for that setup. It's a setup. He, set, he, he sets send. you both up yes, to be did. used by him. In different ways. In different ways. Absolutely. And so t talk about your first trip together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a doozy, let me tell you. I gave her two weeks. To learn music, get music. She had no music. None. And didn't know any Be, songs. Well, I knew songs, but I'd not, always sung with the duet. Not solo. Yeah. So I said, okay, Tammy. I said, I've got to go to Kentucky first. That's our first trip out. We're she at two Kentucky. Weeks. Uh, we're, Somerset. We're, Somerset, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. for fanfare. That's and a big in one. in the meantime, yeah. I got booked 
a lady called me from Louisiana and booked me for ICANN, which is the international yeah. Christian country something. Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah. yeah, they're... Yeah, Jan Harbuck has it. Uh, and Jan said, since you're going to be in Fanfare, we're just about an hour from there, so can you do the three-day event we've got? I said, absolutely. <laughs> Eleven nights, we were gone. Yes, we were gone the, 11 days. The first, no, 11 sleeps. Oh. That's... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I count it. <laughs> you know what, though? We were gone 11 nights. It was the best oh, feeling. Oh, she was on cloud nine. Oh. <laughs> but what she did, I said, Tammy, you've got two weeks. you got to find some music, learn it. And she goes, but I don't know what to get. I said, just pick some old hymns or something. Yeah. I said, anything, because I've already told these people. That you're going to be singing. And she was. <laughs> Not the first weekend. She didn't sing on I Can because no, she didn't get. Because I wasn't a part get, of it She yet. didn't get her membership mm-hmm. in in time mm-hmm. for that. But we were there on Friday night and we sang in this, this. It was a beautiful barn that they had made on the inside like an old western town. Yeah. And that's where our first event was, the fir- very first night for I Can. So she kind of got to see what we were doing because she'd never been to any Christian country Mm-mm. events. Yeah. No, she I didn't hadn't. know anything about those. No. Nope. So that uh, that was on Thursday night. Yes, it was Thursday. On Friday night, uh, we were in a church, mm-hmm. and that was a totally different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Way it was what I was used to, yeah. because we traveled and sang in churches. Well, there was before. this guy named David walked out with just a guitar and started singing a worship song that he had written. And I'm going to tell you when he did, the power of God fell. (laughs) And I'm all into what he's doing. And all of a sudden somebody grabs my arm and it's Tammy. And she's over here just boo-hooing, you know? And I thought, that's good, girl. Just go ahead and get in it. I was blessed. I was snotting. She was. I'm just like, go ahead and get blessed, but leave me alone because I want some of it, you know? But she grabs me by the arm and she said, oh, I'd go down to the front, but I don't think I could get up. <laughs> so I just reach over, grab her by her arm and take off. I said, come on, honey, somebody will help you. <laughs> she did. She said, come on, we're going. Somebody will help you up. So she goes to the front and rededicated her life back mm-hmm. to God. I sure uh, did. That and second night out. My wow. whole my whole life. And I just about left the building. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) I thought, Lord, my work's done. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) I'm still with her. (laughs) Girl. You know, I think that is awesome. It is awesome. It really is. And the thing I see in that is the fact that you can go out and sing any kind of secular music you want to. Regardless of the condition of your heart. Absolutely. But to sing gospel music... And to minister to people, your heart has to be right. It does. It does. Your heart has to be right because without your heart being right, you cannot have the anointing. See, God had already told me, if you'll just get her back in here, I'll take over from there. All right. And she will be back. And I knew that. I knew it. But I wasn't going to try to push her. And he got it did. He got it it did. (laughs) He got my hair did and got Tammy did. But you know what? There's one thing that I would like the listeners to remember, if nothing else. If you have somebody that you're friends with and they have kind of gotten away from God, don't give up on them. That's right. Amen. And don't go out and hound them and beg them to come to church. Don't leave them though. Say, oh, you got to get right. You can't. Don't tell them all of that. Just let them know you love them. There you go. Show them love. That's what Jesus said for us to do. All we got to do is go and catch them and let him clean them. You know? (laughs) Amen. We are fishers of men. Yes, we are. And so I never one time wanted her to feel like I was pressuring her to come back to church or trying to pressure her to change her life. I just wanted her to know that I still loved her. I was still her friend. What you did was take the church to her. On the road. On the road. Absolutely. And, and that's what Christian 
need mm-hmm. to start doing is Absolutely. taking the church to the people yes. where they're at because they're away from God. Yes. She was a Christian. Mm-hmm. She was saved. Absolutely, uh, I was. She'd been saved, but yes. she had gotten away from God. Yes. Exactly and But right. you brought the church back to her. Yes. You didn't drag her into the church. You drug the church to her. Absolutely. And that's what she she did, and I, I'm, I am grateful. I'm very yeah. grateful. Grateful, uh, grateful to God. God never gives up on us. He'll never never give up on you. The same thing happened to me, Brother Gary. Yeah. With Barbara Fairchild. Well, tell us about that. Barbara Fairchild, I had gotten away from God. I can't believe that. I did. Oh, my goodness. In 1989, I went through a very, very horrible divorce, which I should have gone through earlier because I lived 10 years in an abusive home. Oh, wow. I was abused bad. I weighed 85 pounds when I finally left. Um, I was beaten down mentally, physically. I was told it wasn't worth anything, and and I believed it. Um, I heard someone say one time, it's easier to believe the bad stuff than it is the good. That's true. And that is true. Yeah. And so he had me thinking that I wasn't worth anything. I couldn't do anything without him. And he had me right under his finger, and he was he was just totally abusive, wow. even physically. Yeah. And um, I didn't know what to do. I was trying to sing back then. I was living for God, but I couldn't do it. I mean, I was under so much bondage at home that I could not minister. And I kept praying. It's like, God, why is this happening? But see, there's something we forget sometimes. I didn't ask God if it was okay for me to marry that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a godly marriage. Um, and mo- if you're not in God's will, it's not going to work out. So that morning he, he called and he said, he would just come up with stuff that I never even dreamed of. Mm. Never would have dreamed of. He said, when I get home, you've had it. And I thought, for what? <laughs> you know? And it was like hot water just came over me. And I knew it was time to leave. So I just threw a little bit of stuff in a bag, and I left and went to my mother's. He gets home, and he called me, and he said, Where are you at? Like nothing ever happened. I said, I'm at Mom's. He said, Are you staying there? And I said, I sure am. Yeah. And but, but that's the way he was. He mm-hmm. he could change just like that. Yeah. It was like a split personality. But anyway, when that happened, I went through that divorce. I still wanted to sing. I did. But I was I was a little upset because I had to go through everything I went through and couldn't understand it. Because I was raised in church. Mm-hmm. I was. And and I loved God with all my heart. But that caused me to not want any part of it. I quit singing. So I moved to Branson, Missouri because I loved that area. I thought it was just absolutely wonderful. Well, little did I know that Barbara Fairchild was moving that very same day from Nashville (laughs) to Branson. See, God has the appointments. Yes, he does. Barbara didn't know why she was going there either. She knew that she had been invited to do a Sunday morning worship show there. At Mel Tillis's. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't understand that either, she said. So we moved there about the same week of the same year. Well, I've always loved to dance. I, I, I just, I don't have to have a partner. I just love to dance. And so I started going out, started dancing, and I was gone seven days a week, every night. Sometimes I'd leave there and go to work the next morning, you know, not even go home. I wasn't a heavy drinker or anything like that. I just loved to be around people, and I loved to dance. Well, I happened to be at Mel Tillis's club up there one night after Barbara had moved to town. She came in that night with her U-Haul truck. <laughs> she didn't have a key to the storage building that Mel was going to let her use to put her stuff in. So she came into the club to get that key from the manager. 
Well, me and my friends, we all had a long table, you know, and we're having a good time. Well, the band sees Barbara walk in. She had an old pair of blue jeans on, a long T-shirt. You know, she'd been on the road all day. <laughs> she looked horrible. <laughs> she had her road clothes on. <laughs> yes. And uh, they saw her. They said, oh, y'all, it's Barbara Fairchild. Come on, Barbara, sing a song. Come on. And she's back there going, I can't get up in front of these people, you know. So they enticed her to come up and sing. So she gets up there and sings a gospel song. Wow. In that club. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my Lord, I've watched you on the Opry all my life. You know, I've always wanted to meet her. Mm -hmm. And so um, she walks by our table, and everybody's having fun and laughing. Well, Barbara, Barbara loves to have fun, too, and she loves happy people. So she sat down for a few minutes and had a cup of coffee with us. After that, every Saturday night, she would come out, sit at our table, fellowship with us, and have coffee, and invite us to her Sunday morning worship the next morning. Bringing the church to the people That's where they're she at. Did. Yeah. Well, Barbara and I became very, very good friends. And she started asking me to come to her worship service, so I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I never felt so rotten in all my life as I did <laughs> sitting on that front row in that theater at her worship service knowing what I had been doing. It, it, it really, it got me. But the thing that really got me is when she asked me to sing on her worship service. She knew I sang. Mm -hmm. So she said, I'd like for you to sing Sunday morning on my worship service if you would. And I thought, dear God, I can't do that. Not after what I've been doing. So I knew that I couldn't, go out on Saturday night and live for the devil and then get up on Sunday morning and talk about mm -hmm. how good God was. It's riding the fence. Yeah. You're either going to have to go one direction or the other Amen. because you can't ride that fence. He said you were either for him or you were for the other. So that's when I turned my life around. And if Barbara had not have come into that nightclub, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't. But that, that time when I did rededicate, I rededicated. <laughs> and it made a different person out of me. Amen. I've been through a lot of stuff since then. Yeah. I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, I have been through it. But that's the way the devil works. But the key word is, through it. But God's, I didn't stay there. God's been with you all the all way. The way. I mean, Do you remember way. when you've, when you rededicated your life and you sang at Barbara Fairchild's uh, theater mm -hmm. or church, actually, she calls it a theater, but it's actually a church. Yeah, it she was. had church. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been to that. And mm -hmm. Barbara Fairchild actually has been to Lonesome Road Ministries Conference one year. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember what year it was, 18 or 19, one or the other. Uh -huh. But uh, do you remember the song that, the first song that you sang mm -hmm. at uh, Barbara? Fairchild's Church. I do. What was that song? Her, I, and Roy, her husband, yeah. sang The Lighthouse. They had the track, uh -huh. and that's what they wanted me to sing with them. Okay. Well, after that, I started singing on their show because one of their girls quit. Oh, there you go. And that just drew me and Barb closer. Yeah. We have been best friends for over 30 years now. Yeah. So what, what year was that? Do you remember? Oh, mercy. Well, put, it was put, 1989 when I moved to Branson. Okay. So right. it was probably 90, 91. So you didn't have any CDs out at no, that time? No, I didn't. All right. So when did you make your very first uh, gospel CD? I believe country? it was 2001. 2001. Mm -hmm. What was the name of that CD? That was the Singing for Him. Singing for Him. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Well, we're going to play a song off of that okay. first CD. Tell me which song we're going to play off that. This is one of the Perry sisters that the Perry sisters used to do. Diane Gillette wrote this song. Okay. And this song really ministered to me when I turned my life around. That's what, that's what we want to hear. And it's called When You're Looking at Me. When You're Looking at Me. And this is Ava Kasich, and this is for that person out there that is listening right now that is relating to Ava's story right here. So check this out. You're going to love it. 
They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder And you can only You will see a reflection of what I used to be When you're looking at me, you see mercy I think it's about time to pull this old big rig over and let these girls get out, and uh, it's time to ask our listeners a question. Do they know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Very good question. Ava, would you, would you lead them in a sinner's prayer if somebody out there doesn't know Jesus? Uh, could you help them yes. with this decision that they need to make right now? Yes, I will. All right. Heavenly Father, first of all, I'd like to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace. We thank you for your love and for what you've done, Lord, for us. We thank you for this organization here, Lord, the Lonesome Road Ministries, for Church on the Road. We thank you that you've got people who are willing to go out and share the gospel with people that we would never see. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that you've led us here to be a part of this. Thank you for Gary. Thank you for for everybody that's involved with this, for Fred and for Miss Linda. Lord, I pray that you will bless them, pour out a blessing on them, Lord, that they can't even contain. And I ask that you bless this ministry, Lord, and reach more souls for your kingdom. Now, if you don't know Jesus, there's no better time than right now to give your heart and your life to him. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. Time is running out. I've heard that all my life, but I never saw the signs like I'm seeing now. 
And he said that you would know that the end was near by the signs of the times. And it is very near. It's even at the door. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I ask you right now to stop whatever you're doing. Bow your head and pray. And just say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that I've done things wrong. But I want to come home. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Would you please, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Would you please wash me clean? Cover me with your blood and come into my heart, Lord, and live as my Savior, my Lord, and my King. And I know, Lord, that you were born of a virgin on this earth, that you came, that you died for our sins so that we wouldn't have to, and that you rose again on that third day. And Lord, I believe with all my heart that you're coming back to get your church. Now, if you will save me, Lord, I will live for you for the rest of my life, and I will reach as many people as I can reach. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Sacrificial price My Savior paid for me He freely gave His life My sins to atone That I could be saved And never be alone I would be lost If not that day washed all my sins away as he was hanging there with such mercy and grace I would be lost if not for the
right, friends, if you prayed that prayer, then give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministry, 618-383-2107, or call Ava Kasich. 870-704-9167. And remember this, Jesus loves you, and we do too. Amen. We'll talk at you later. Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree